He thinks of himself as the world's coolest dictator. But now the president of El Salvador finds himself with a problem. Going on four months ago, he oversaw the adoption of cryptocurrency as the country's legal tender. Since then, the value has plunged. Salvador now has the most distressed sovereign debt in the world. One economist saying it's because of his Bitcoin folly. The markets think that Nayib Bekele has gone mad, and he has, according to economist Steve Hankey. The value of El Salvador's sovereign fund has dropped in value by a third since the outlandish move. What doesn't help his case? Bukele went on Twitter and admitted he was doing the trades himself, with pride saying he places orders in the nude. You heard me right, trading his country's precious funds while wearing no clothes. Like that president, we should all learn from Galatians to test our own actions. Only then can we carry our own load. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're in a series this week called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. One of the richest ideas in the entire Bible is also one of the most basic of human functions, breathing. No breath, no life. And the Lord made our breathing automatic just to make sure we stay alive because he knew we might forget to breathe if it were completely up to us. We have to breathe, inhaling oxygen, keeping our brain and our body alive, exhaling the stuff our body can't use. It's quite the process And this simple process of breathing in and breathing out, it's such a powerful idea throughout the Bible. It's in our breathing, in our in and out day-by-day practice of inhale and exhale that we can experience the love of Christ. In a moment, we're going to look at a special moment of breathing in the book of Ezekiel, when dry bones come alive again. It's an amazing story that helps us remember how Jesus' grace breathes new life into our dead hearts. And all this week, we're talking about the renewing and restoring love of our Savior. And we're doing that in light of pastor and author Dane Nortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. In this new book, he shares how too often we seek to produce change by pure willpower. But sadly, this only produces external change. But the Bible says that true change begins with the heart as we turn to Jesus. If we look at change, we are looking at ourselves. If we look at Christ, we are lifting our eyes off of ourselves and looking at him and change comes in the back. That's my fundamental understanding from the scripture of how we grow as believers. Pastor Dane Ortland wrote this book as a follow-up to last year's bestseller called Gentle and Lowly. I told Dane that I think Deeper is an even better book because it helps you and me see how we can look to Jesus and find real change in our lives. You can call us after the program for a copy of this new book. We also have it in an audio book form on CD, which Dane reads himself. And the number you can call in a few minutes is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can certainly go to our website. Let me give you that address, and I'll give it to you again later, 
haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And as we get started, if you're a regular listener to this program, if the program is used by the Lord as a blessing in your life, then why don't you pray about becoming a Haven monthly partner? This is somebody that agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly to support our work. That's all about Jesus. Ask about that when you call or read about it when you go online. Now let's open the program. From England, Matt Redman, Your Grace Finds Me. It's there in the newborn cry There in the light of every sunrise There in the shadows of this life Your great grace
those are. Your Grace Finds Me, Matt Redman, opening this haven today and a program called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. Well, as I already said, we're talking about breathing. And we read a lot about breathing in the Bible. Think about the very beginning for a second. When the Lord created Adam, that first human, Genesis 2 telling us that the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Before anyone else existed to breathe, the Lord breathed. His breath into the dust is what made Adam live. And that's the same for us as well. It is his breath that gives us life. When the Old Testament talks about giving up the ghost, as the King James Version famously puts it, it's talking about giving up our breath losing the breath of life. Adam breathed in his first breath, but only after the Lord had exhaled into his lifeless body. Now think about that. Adam was lifeless, as good as dead. But the Lord breathed life into his body, and he became a living being. Even in the beginning, the Lord was bringing life out of non-life. We depend on the Lord for our lives and our very breaths. And even if you feel dead right now because your sin has been winning the battle lately, the Lord can breathe new life, just like he did in the beginning, into you. But this connection between breath and life is even deeper than oxygen and lungs, because the word in Hebrew as well as Greek that gets translated breath is the same word that we would translate spirit. The spirit is the Lord of life. Whenever you see a mention of the Lord's Spirit, you can also see mention of the Lord's breath. 
The Spirit of the Lord was there in the beginning too. The breath of the Lord. Genesis 1-2 says that his spirit, his breath, was hovering over the face of the deep before the earth had any form, when it was still lifeless. The Spirit was there, bringing life from lifeless matter, breathing life into creation, life out of even death. That is what breathing puts us in touch with. Of course, we take breathing for granted because we don't even think about it usually. But breathing is a daily, moment-by-moment parable for our entire life with the Lord. Wouldn't you say? We breathe in the Lord's grace and his love for us. We breathe in his spirit that gives us new life in Christ. And we breathe out our sins and the impurities that lead us to death. In, out, forgiveness, repentance. Have you been breathing lately? It's easy to forget to breathe. The busyness of our day, the stress of our world can overwhelm us. We can end up scrambling just to get through the day without taking any time to breathe. Maybe you've never experienced the grace of the Lord breathing new life into your lifeless soul. Either way, we need to breathe. I need to breathe. Inhale His grace. Really consider how deeply He loves me, so deeply that He sent Jesus to live and die in my place. And that's all the same for you. Consider his power over death, that the resurrection proves he is the Lord. Inhale his love and receive his grace, and then exhale. Confess your need. Confess your sins. Let the Lord give you new life. Simply receive his grace by faith. The Lord was there in the beginning, bringing life where there was no life, breathing life into Adam's body when he wasn't alive. And he continued to bring life even after sin had brought death and destruction into the world. The prophets saw all sorts of visions that tell us about the Lord's power over death and his grace to give new life. But no prophet saw a vision as powerful as Ezekiel's. Now, this prophet Ezekiel was the son of a priest. He was also in exile. He knew that to be distant from the temple meant that the people were as good as dead. The temple was the place of the Lord's presence back then. It was where one found forgiveness, and without it, the people were dead. But the Lord wanted to show Ezekiel his love and his determination to bring life out of death. So we find this vision there in Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of that valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, Dry bones, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. 
then you will know that I am the Lord. So, Ezekiel still speaking here, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. There you have it, Ezekiel 37, the Lord showing his prophet that vast valley full of dry bones, skeletons. It was a valley of the shadow of death, a valley without life. The question seemed obvious, can these bones live? Well, no, bones just can't come back to life. But the question wasn't about the natural process of death and life. The question was about the Lord and Ezekiel's answer, Lord, you know. And the Lord wanted to show Ezekiel the answer. Did you hear that word repeated, breath? Over five times the Lord mentions the breath. He will breathe into these bones. He will cause breath to enter these bones. The breath will make these bones live. And that's exactly what happened. As the breath of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, filled these bones, they came together, they stood up, they became living people. A vast army is what Ezekiel saw. Three things I should mention. The bones were dead. The Lord says they were slain or killed. They had no power to bring themselves back. The breath is the spirit of life, and it comes from the Lord and not from ourselves. And third, the Lord is the one who wanted this to happen. It was the Lord who came to Ezekiel, who told him to prophesy over those bones. It was the Lord who breathed new life into the bones. It was all the Lord's initiative. Just after this vision, the Lord told Ezekiel that the bones were his people. The vision was about Jesus. Jesus is the one who sees our death, that spiritually we are just like those dry bones. But Jesus is the one who came to us. And John 16 tells us that Jesus is the one who sends the spirit of life to us. We are those dry bones. We need the breath of life. We need the grace of Jesus Christ. How about you? Are you feeling like those dry bones? Do you find yourself wondering if you'll ever feel alive in the Lord again? Well, let the words of Christ fill your lungs with life. Take heart in this world. Let the words of Christ fill your lungs with life. Take heart. In this world, you will have trouble. But I, Jesus, have overcome the world. Receive his love. Receive his grace. And watch the Spirit restore you to new life. Into my willing soul
songs put together by the Gettys, Holy Spirit, Living Breath of God, and Gabriel Zobo, here on A Haven Today in the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. The big question for all Christians is how do we grow? How do we stop sinning? How do we live holy lives? There are many books out there with plans and methods and steps to follow to help you change outwardly, but Jesus always talked about the heart and how we need to be born again. We can't reform the old. We need to begin anew in the spirit. But how does this happen? Well, in Dane Ortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners, he makes the case that this doctrine sanctification doesn't happen by doing more or becoming better, but by going deeper into the wondrous gospel truths that washed over us when we first met Jesus Christ. Now that's the message every Christian needs. I need it today. You need it today. Call us right now and get a copy of Dane Ortland's new book called Deeper. Our number you can call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. There you can read a sample chapter or listen to an excerpt from the audiobook read by Dane and watch a short video where he talks more about our union with Christ. And then you can make your gift and ask for the book or the audiobook, haventoday.org. 
And as I mentioned earlier when we started today, if this program is a blessing to you, why don't you pray about becoming a monthly Haven partner? This is somebody that agrees to pray regularly and give automatically monthly. Find out more when you call us or read more about it when you go online to our website. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. The word blessed has become overused, sometimes meaningless. Everything and everyone is blessed. At least that's what they say. Hugh Hefner said he was blessed. Corrupt politicians will talk about being blessed. People who drive nice cars or have a nice house will say they're blessed. It's not totally false. Every good thing is from the Lord, but there is something missing. David's words from Psalm 32 help us. Blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven. True blessing is found in the Lord's grace and his willingness to forgive us when we've sinned. That word blessing can also mean happy. And aren't you happy that the Lord Jesus forgives sin? When we know we're forgiven, then we're truly blessed. Spend time every day in God's Word. Visit us at getanchor.com.